Hi guys, welcome. I am so excited. Hello everybody, hello Facebook. I'm actually trying to share this out, share this out because you do not want to miss this. This is going to be such, whoo, when I talk about power packed, it's gonna be power, power, power packed. So share this broadcast with your friends. I want to know how where you guys like tuning in from. I see that uh, there's a couple of people who have popped on. And uh, so share it on Facebook. Share, share, share. Sharing is caring. So I hope that uh, your family is safe. I know that there is some stuff that we're going through. I just encourage you to pray, to keep praying, to keep your prayer on because um, God is doing something. He is definitely doing something. And God always is in the midst of the stuff. He always has a, um, he has a way that he lets me know that he's in it. And the way that he always lets me know is sometimes he just does the craziest thing. And he actually, he actually gives me an opportunity to book people for, um, for something that I, I can't even understand, but his timing is always perfect is always perfect. And so my guest today is Apostle Sam Wagner. And I, I just want to give you a little bit of a background of how awesome, awesome Apostle Sam is. I'll probably call him Sam because that's what I call him. But I actually met him because he was doing a show. He is um, part of the original Dead Razors um, video, which uh, if you've never seen it, you definitely want to see it. It um, it really encourages people to to stretch their faith. But um, Sam is um, was a, a North Carolina highway patrolman when the Lord told him to go to a certain person's house, and he actually helped to raise a child back from the dead. I think that is correct. So, um, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about that because God always has a purpose. And so I got to meet Sam because he was um, after doing Dead Racers, he was also in a television series which was called Project Afterlife with one of my really good friends, our friend, actually, Jesse Berkey. We love Jesse. And um, and so I actually had Sam on, and I think I had him on when I was just doing audio. So it is such a privilege and such an honor to have um, Sam in the house. So come on up, Sam. Let's get you up here. So Apostle Sam Wagner, welcome to Touch by Prayer. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa, for having uh, me. Wait, tonight. hold on, hold on. We're not hearing you. Let's see. Can you say something? Because I can't hear you. Hold Hello. on one second. I'm just gonna hold on one second. Let's see if we can. Uh, ooh, how am I gonna do this? Okay. Can everybody else hear me? Can you guys hear uh, Sam? Let's see. Hello. Um, can you hear me? I don't know if people can hear. <gasps> Goodness gracious. Oh my goodness. We're gonna, this is gonna be an interesting night. You know what that means? You guys know what that means? That means it's going to be super powerful. Heck to the yes. That's exactly what that means. All right. So let's keep our fingers crossed and let's just see if we can, we can kind of, oh my goodness gracious. Let's, let's just pray. Lord, just thank you. Okay, Sam, can I hear you? Yeah, I can hear you, Lisa. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, we are up and running. We see people here. Hello, hello. Share, share, share. Okay, so Sam, 
you, um, just because I probably butchered it up, um, you were in North Carolina Highway Patrolman who was, you were actually going home, I think, right? You were going home? Actually, I was on my way to the office. I just came off a of vacation. Oh, okay. And so go ahead and just share that that little bit, because I, I think that as people start to hear what happens when your faith gets raised and how God calls you to something, even in the midst of a tragedy, that you can be used and you can be redirected. How about that? Yes. Actually, it was back in July of 2008. We had just uh, came back off of vacation, me and my wife and the kids. Uh, and um, I was going to work. I was working the late shift, but it was a very, very beautiful sunny day that day. And I wanted to take the long drive to instead of taking the short drive to the office. I just wanted to enjoy the sunshine driving through the city of Greensboro. And then all of a sudden, you know, I got to a certain place in Greensboro and the Holy Spirit instructed me that I needed to pray. So I started praying in uh, the spirit for about eight, about eight to nine miles. And when I finished praying, I asked the Lord, I said, you know, whatever I just prayed in the spirit, I just ed actually edified my natural understanding. Well, as soon as I finished saying that, it wasn't even two miles up the road. Uh, there was a pregnant woman standing on the shoulder of the road, waving at me to try to stop me. And I looked across the road and I stopped, turned around and pulled up. And I said, ma'am, I said, is there a problem? And she at the time told me we have a one-year-old infant up here is not breathing. And so I pulled the car into the driveway, got on the radio, contact communications, let them know where I was at. And as I um, got out the car, I remember seeing the family and I saw the baby laying on his back who was landing. And I remember going up there, grabbing him, got down on my knees, began to do an assessment on him. You know, check for a pulse. He didn't have a pulse. Uh, looked at his face. His face was uh, purple and bluish in color. Uh, his eyes was glassed and glassed and fixed to the back of his head. I began to ask the mother what happened. The mother at that time, which is Abby Long, who said that no, she said that my son just stopped breathing. And then she began on to say he had a heart attack. And I told her, no, he didn't have a heart attack. She said, I just believe that he is dead. I had to really rebuke the spirit of fear that was trying to come over on me. Because I was trying to figure out actually what I had, who this child was in my hand and what happened to him. Then all of a sudden I heard the Lord say, lay hands on him. And I remember lifting up his shirt and I placed my hand on his chest and I began to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of death. I speak your word, which is spirit and life into this child. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for bringing this, this child back who's a gift under this mother in Jesus' name. And I remember when I finished up praying, the grandfather had came and kneeled down beside me and, and asked him, said, where did he come from? And somebody said he was driving down the road. And so as I continued to assess Landon, I remember the Lord said, speak to him. And I said, Landon, it's time for you to get up. First time his eyes twitched. I said, Landon, it's time for you to get up. Second time his eyes twitched again. And on the third time I said, Landon, it's time for you to get up. His eyes opened up, he sat up in my arms and looked up at his mom, and that time the ambulance pulled into the driveway, and the grandfather looked at me and said, what man or man are you? And I just got up from the ground, and I said, listen, I said, Jesus was the one who brought him back, because if anybody know, being a state trooper, we're trained in CPR, and some of our troopers are EMTs. I mean, however, I'm not an EMT paramedic, but I've been trained in, at, in CPR at that time for right at about 20 years. And so um, 
it was it was a, a, a day that even I was speechless and it was their pastor who was right behind them who said, you know what, in 30 years of preaching the gospel, mm -hmm. to see this happen right before my very eyes, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. He wow. said, but all I can give glory to God. And so it was all God that did doing that day, raising that child back from the dead. Well, I'll tell you what, that is, that is one remarkable, remarkable story. And that's exactly, those are the stories that build your faith. Those are the stories that you can really see how God is moving and how he is using you. So, you know, you continued um, being in the uh, North Carolina Highway Patrol for how many more years? Because you retired. You've, you've yes, retired from that and also from the um, from the Marines, correct? You're a Marine. Yeah, I was in the Marines. I didn't retire from the Marines. I only did five years in the Marines. Okay. Uh, but um, I did retire from the Highway Patrol early. Okay. Fact, after um landing situation, I stayed on the patrol. That was in uh, um, 2008. Okay. I stayed on the patrol until 2011. So it was like three years afterwards. I had to turn the badge in and the hat in uh, to fall and pursue full-time ministry where the Lord was ordering my steps in that time. There you go. Okay. So this is, okay. So I wanted to give people a little bit of a background about you, Sam, because, you know, now you have a church and, and, and God is using you. God is using you mightily. In fact, we're going to show you exactly. So I'm just going to kind of hide you and hide me. And we're going to, we're going to do something a little, we're going to do something a little different. What does righteousness mean? His order, his way of doing things, and then all those things. And see, 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 we think when we read that part, all these things, we think about those personal things that we need. But remember, God said, I know what you have need of. So if he knows what you have need of, don't be thinking about personal things. There's some things that's going to be added unto you that you don't have no earthly clue about. I can back that up with scripture, glory to God. Ephesians 3, 20, now to him who's able to do anything feeling abundantly above all that you can get that for me. Y'all got to it this morning. Teaching this morning. Wow. I want you to walk in this. Yes, sir. You gotta walk in this. Yes, sir. Woo! What was that? I think we got something called marching orders coming <laughs> to get people back in shape. Because before we even started, you and I were talking about how important it is to know who you are walking with. That's who are correct. you walking with? Who are you walking with? So let, let's dig into that because I really feel that there is something that God is just, he's trying to shift people's understanding and he's trying to gain their attention. So when you say, when, when you get your marching orders, which is a military term, it is giving you a direction and a purpose and an assignment. But when you get your marching orders, you also get people who are going to go with you. 
because a soldier doesn't march by themselves, right? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Okay. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how God is, he has put us, I really believe through all of this stuff that he is refining and he is getting his army ready. Amen. We have to look, understand what, if you look from a military perspective about uh, marching orders, um, they are actually commandments from the higher ups, which would be probably commanding general or command staff period, instructing you that you have to report to a uh, duty station to do a specific duty. Well, in the kingdom of God, God is commanding us to go ye throughout the world and preach the gospel to every living creature. Like he said in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, he's commanding us. One thing I've learned about God is God never suggests anything. He's not a suggestive God. He can't suggest. It's impossible for him to suggest. However, when he speaks a thing, it's a command because it's going to become so. He's just looking for a willing, obedient vessel who's willing to follow his word so they can begin to eat the good of the results of the reward for obeying what he instructed them to do. And so God actually birthed the name of this show through you, uh, Lisa. I mean, it was one day you saw me doing a live and you called me afterwards and you's like, you know, I saw you in this drill instructor uniform of fatigues. And then you said you saw me in the police uniform and you said, I really believe the Lord said, you're giving people marching orders. And when you said that, I mean, it hit my heart like revelation from on high. I was like, whoa, that's something <laughs> I got to hold on to. And so I set it aside. I, I, I Matter of fact, I was typing it in my phone when I was talking to you. And I <laughs> set it aside. And so when the, the network opportunity came available, and it was like, you got to come up with the name of your show. And it, the Lord recalled it back to my mind. He said, remember marching orders? I said, oh, that's right. I said, well, I got to really know that the revelation that the Lord spoke through her mouth is what's going to be the name of the show. And so I took that idea to some friends of mine who's actually the uh, the producers of the show uh, to make sure that it is exactly what God instructed me to do. And and they put this this intro together in, in a matter of three days. Come on. And, they presented to me and I'm like, man, you really listen to what I was saying. He's like, listen, mm -hmm. I heard what Abba said to me about how important this 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 uh, show is. And so he said, I want to make sure that it come out with great quality. And so I just want folks to understand that when the Lord speaks to us, he's not suggesting anything. Oh. What he to us, he's commanding us <laughs> to on. do it. And it is it is it is to our benefit. If we obey him, there's rewards that we can't even comprehend for obeying him because obedience is better than sacrifice, as we mm. always do. That is so good. And I, I think obedience, I, that, okay, so that's one of the things. A lot of people don't understand the importance of obedience. But let's, let's go back because I kind of feel like we're supposed to kind of stick in the genre right now. Mm -hmm. And so if you are disobedient, Apostle Sam, and you are in the military, what happens? You you disobey in the military. <laughs> you disobey in the military, you, you actually uh, can be brought up on charges as a soldier, sailor, airman, or Marine. Um, 
you you then go before a judge to see that the charges that you was brought up on is it actually worthy to go enough further or justifiable to go to a court martial and then once you go before a court martial you're there before your peers who's actually hearing the charges state against you and they found you guilty then you can be you can you can have suspension of pay you can actually lose rank they can begin to strip rank away from you you can also end up losing a lot of your benefits you can actually get kicked out the military and lose all of your future benefits and pensions and pay especially if you've been in there quite some time and so <laughs> it, it's a lot on the line when you uh disobey the military orders because they can get you on various charges and the one i see is dereliction of duty not doing what you're caught what you are what you are dutifully bound to do or they can get you for a wall absent without leave you're supposed to be on the base you somewhere else that you have no business being uh showing up for formation late or showing up intoxicated they can get you for uh, uh using abuse to the, your body believe it or not you hear the word gi do you know what that means that means government issue that mm. means that your government property your body belongs to the U.S. government. You don't belong to yourself. I can't decide. I can't decide to do something against my body, and the military finds out about it. I can be court-martialed for that. And I'm and I'm gonna share a personal experience of mine that uh, I was out running barefoot one day in at the out the barracks, running around with some of the guys, and I cut the bottom of my foot in the parking lot on a, on a grater that was uh, like a manhole cover. And it was bleeding profusely. I thought I had to get stitches. So I went to sick bay to get a course, get it looked at. And in the process, they called my gunnery sergeant there mm -hmm. who said, Listen, you done injured your foot out here playing horseplay. I'm going to talk with the captain to see if we need to bring you up on charges. Because I can remember my body don't belong to myself. That's the thing most civilians don't know. Your body don't belong. Your life doesn't belong to you anymore when you become. A, a U.S. military serviceman or woman. You belong mm. to the United States government. Well, that's the same thing in the kingdom of God. That's why Paul tells us over in Romans 12 that we have to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable for God, which is our reasonable service. So, I mean, it's a way that we have to keep ourselves because we've been bought with a price. We're no longer our own. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, so we're God's property. So God's property has no business doing the devil's work because now you're in a territory to where, yeah, you may have backup. However, you're doing something that's in violation of righteousness that can possibly cost you your life because you know better. Mm, you know, come you on. Know we have grace. We have the grace of God, which grace superabounds over any sin. Sin can never outdo grace. However, it does not create a us to have a lifestyle to just do what we want to do. We have to we have to walk the crooked and narrow path, which falling out the Christ carrying our cross. We don't have time to walk the wide path that seems mm -hmm. right to a man that leaves a person to be destroyed, walking and carrying the weights and the cares of this world, not realizing those things are designed to destroy us. See, the only reason why we get persecuted the way we persecuted because when we receive Christ, the hope of glory came and dwell within us. So now we became illuminated ones. See, some of you on this broadcast tonight wonder why you've been persecuted. You've been persecuted for the word's sakes. You've been persecuted because of Christ, the hope of glory dwelling on the inside of you. So now you look like Christ. That's the same thing that Peter faced when Peter was in the crowd of people. And they say, 
I hear, I see that you was one with the Galilean yourself. You was with him because your speech betrays you. Peter began to curse and swear. Why? Because he wanted to blend in the in crowd. However, he couldn't diminish the light that was on his life because when you hang around with Jesus, you begin to illuminate. And that's what the world needs to see. They need to see your light. If our light of our gospel is hid, it's hidden towards those who are not in the faith yet. So we cannot hide our gospel. We gotta let our light shine. We can't be putting our light up under of a bed post or, or under a bed or to hide it. We gotta let it so shine because we gotta re remember what he said in Isaiah 60. He said in Isaiah 60, he says, Arise, shine, for the light is coming, the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. But in that same chapter, he says also that darkness has covered the earth, gross darkness has covered the people. So if the people who are in gross darkness don't see our light, then how are they going to see a witness that they'll see somebody that they can say Christ lived within them? So we got to let them see the Christ live within us. We can't allow the government to censor us. We can't allow the world to muzzle us. We got to allow our gospel to be seen and let it be seen out loud and heard. We got to speak up because when we speak the gospel under the anointing of God, it is that power that's able to remove the burden and destroy the yokes that have those people bound and oppressed. With all this stuff that's going on in the world right now, the gospel cannot be hid. The gospel must be preached, not out in your feelings. The gospel must be preached in faith so that when you preach it in faith, those that hear it can mix it with faith and those can come, come into the knowledge and understanding of what God is calling them to in this hour. This whole shutdown, this whole thing that's taking place, we were first looking at Corona. Now we're looking at the riots because of a man lost his life to an officer who failed to do his job. We're all over the place, people going out, rioting, looting, destroying property. These are the end times where the church needs to say, you know what? It's time for us to stand up and it's time for us to teach the people the gospel so that this power that they've seen in this pulpit, they can see this same power operate in their lives in the streets. That's what it's going to take. We got to begin. We got to begin to walk in our Jesus and love on people in the love of Jesus and show people that Jesus lives within us. Oh. Not wait for him to crack the sky and say, oh, oh, there he is. <laughs> no, they should have seen him in you. Oh, okay. I, I, that was, okay. I, I wanted to drop the mic and drop the, I, I wanted to drop everything because, okay. So I just want to unpack a couple things. One of the things that you said, we got to walk in Jesus. Like, yes. I, okay. So I have actually seen myself putting on a Jesus like costume. Yes. I have seen it. And I saw myself going through his hands and like, like we have to look like Jesus. We have yes. to, especially right now, especially during this time, because people are looking for hope. They are looking for love. They are looking for compassion. They are looking to a savior. It is, yeah. I love our president, but it is not our president who is going to save our, our world. It is going to be Jesus. And it's That's going right. to be, see, when, when, when all this stuff kind of started, and I, I will tell you that when Corona, when it first started back in March, the Lord said to me, he said, Lisa, he said, war is coming. 
And I knew it was on our ground. I knew it was on our land, on our earth, like in our, our soil, I should say our soil. And I was like, yeah. oh no, because we're not ready. Because we're not yeah. ready. That is why there has been so much division. And before, when you and I were talking before we actually started, we were talking about how in Psalms 133, it was about unity and the beautiful yeah. anointing that comes in unity. Because yeah. when Jesus walks, when he was walking with his disciples, guess what? They were walking in unity. They were walking yeah. in unity. Yes. It wasn't That's until correct. the time that there was just one who separated. And then once there was the one separation, what happened? There was more division. See, yeah. if, if we can stay together, if we can start speaking the same language, praying in tongues, because that's the only way we're going to speak the same language. Let's just be that's real right. about that. We, we, can't, we can't be off doing our own stuff. You want to sit and, and decree and declare? Go right ahead. As long as you're decreeing yeah. and declaring good godly things. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, yes. no witchcraft. But if we, because right. um, seriously, like we have to be, we are going to be held accountable and responsible. We are going to, if you read the Bible, I hate to break this to you, whether you are in a pulpit or you're just sitting in your couch, if you are reading the Bible and you have people that are coming to you for guidance, you are accountable. You are yes, accountable. Sir. That is your yes, flaw. You Guess what? Yes. Welcome to ministry. And the people, right. the people that you have influence it in are the people that God gave you to speak into because I right. can't reach into them and, and a, a apostle Sam can't reach into them, but you can. And so if you are leading them down a road of destruction, you will be held accountable for it. Not me, That's not right. apostle Sam, because you're reading the word of God. And so everything that we are saying and everything that we are doing, you know, the leadership should be edifying and teaching and guiding the body of Christ so that they can in turn take it and go out and do the same thing. See, what Jesus did is Jesus went to the cross to multiply himself. Hello. That's right. Our Jesus. People That's don't right. like to say that. People go, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you're saying that. but. Guess what? I am Jesus. I am the representation of Jesus that, that some people are only going to see. And if That's I right. don't show him up well, I will be held accountable for it. So everything that we do and say, especially in leadership, you have to be so careful. So when you say that you have to be careful who you walk with, you need to make sure that you're walking with people who are walking and talking like Jesus. Yes, that's great. There's something you said earlier about you saying that you was but you had you vision yourself to put on the Jesus uh, suit and uh, stuff like that or costume. Let me be honest with you. Really, that's really uh, what Ephesians six talks about that we have to put on the full armor of God. Come on, you know the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the um, the shield of faith. Our loins girded about with the truth, and our feet sharp with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's right. And we have to make sure that, that when we put it on, if you read it from Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, he tells you that you have to put it on 
But then in verse 13, he tells you it's ready for you to go to war. Some of us want to put it on, but we ain't ready to go to war. We got to sit back on the couch. In the word of God, we got to be suited up in the word mm -hmm. and making sure that shield of faith is in place. Because see, our adversary is shooting fiery darts at us. And those darts are doubt, unbelief, uh, unworthiness. Uh, you remember you did this. Remember, it's trying to it's trying to remove you into a place of getting you out of the spirit into the flesh to make you feel as if you're now condemned. And then you know, as I know, Romans 8, 1 says, now therefore no condemnation of those who are in Christ. But, you know, out of this whole thing, what you was just saying, Lisa, I really, really believe over in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9 is what people need to understand and know. We are commanded to be courageous. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He's with you. Mm. So we're commanded to be courageous. We are commanded to be courageous. Get out of your feelings. If your feelings are still ruling you, you're not in faith. You're, you're, in, you're in a pity party. And when you whine, you're shifting to murmuring and complaining. We learn from the children of Israel that murmuring and complaining does not benefit us. It said the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 that when we murmur and complain, it says the children of Israel was destroyed in the wilderness by the destroyer because they were murmuring about everything. They remember about the goodness of how the Lord rescued them out of the hands of Egypt, out of their oppressor. They was reminded, they was reminded of, of some personal selfish things. See, I really believe when Paul said we have to die to self, we have to die to self every day. Self-denial oh, is the key thing. Do you hear me? Self-denial is the key thing. When you deny yourself, you won't make it about yourself. The gospel was never about me. The gospel was never about you, Prophetess Lisa. The gospel was never about any of these teachers we've seen on TV. The gospel always have and always will be. Long after we're gone, it will always be about Jesus Christ. That's what it has to be that way. It has to be about him. Because he is the one who died on the cross. He is the one who shed his blood. He is the one who was raised from the dead. He is the one who's seated at the right hand of the Father. He is the one who is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the one who is faithful and just to forgive you all unrighteousness and cleanse you of it when you repent of your sin. He is the one who gives us the victory to overcome everything in this world, which is our faith, through him and him only. So, oh, I can go there tonight oh, like that. But Oh, no, 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 please do. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. It, 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 is, it is time to wake up. It is time Amen. to wake up. It's time. It's wake up time. It's wake up time. No more hitting the snooze button. Okay. First, we had to deal with the with the pandemic. We had to deal with that, and we had to deal with the fear, right? Yes. So first yes. came the fear. Now came the hate. Yes. Come on. Yes. It's all based in fear. It's all based in fear because you know what? If you really look at what hate is, it it is a fear of something that I'm not. Yes. I don't yes, like right. what you are because that is not who I am. That is fear. Yes. And that is not God. Because if we if we look at the scriptures, if we go to the scriptures and it says we were beautifully and wonderfully made, that we were made in the image of, of Christ. Right? You know, we were made in God's image. You know, when yes. Jesus came, Jesus came as man. He came yes. as man and he came through a woman. So if yes, it right. wasn't something that was similar, God would not have done it. 
That's correct. So, and you know what? That's we correct. we can look, look, and he was Jewish, and you know, we can look at the disciples. The disciples were from all different areas. There was there was all kinds of stuff going on back then. There was all kinds of stuff, but the one message yes. that came through was love. It was the yes. power of the love that broke everything. It was the power of the love that, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But it was that love. It was that power of love that went through, that went into the dark places, that caused the blind to see, the deaf to hear, and even the demoniac to become free. That's right. So if we can walk in love, if we put on our Jesus costume, because it's it's just such a good visual, man. It really is. Yes, you know, is. I mean, if you just put on a Jesus costume and you see the the scars on the back that, that it looks like mincemeat, yeah. you know, you could say, wait yeah. a second, that's my healing back here. Hold on. That crown of thorns that I have on top of my head. Well, 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 that was a curse that happened in the garden that said that I was going to have to work from the sweat of my brow. But now that I have this crown, this crown of salvation, that means that I am saved from that, that I don't yes. have to kill myself in order to provide for myself because my father is going to provide for me. If we start to, if we start to look at all the different things in, in the, the scar the scars that Jesus still has to this day. Just telling you, he has a, actually has a scar right there. That's where his scar right. is. It's not here. It's here. Cause I saw it. That's right. I saw it. That's right. But I say all of that for one reason is that people think that there are like yourself, you know, you, God used you to raise a boy from the dead. Right. Yes. Okay. And, and, and he uses other ministers. He uses other uh, individuals who have churches or ministries. But the, the truth of the matter is that when Jesus went to the cross, he wants to use us all. And so people will use the scripture where it says many are called, but few are chosen. Right. Mm -hmm. And people right. will disqualify themselves into their calling. But if you really look at it in a different, different way, it says that many are called, but few accept it. That's correct. Few accept it because there is a price to pay. Just like when you go into the military, you have to deplete anything that looks like you. And That's when right. you sign up to become a vessel to be used by God, he is going to clean you up. He's yes. going to take care of that orphan spirit. He's going to take care of those wounds. He's going to take care of your anger and your fear and your judgment. And he's going to take care of that. And then That's he's right. going to use you. And how is he going to do that? He's going to do it through your experiences in the world. He doesn't That's right. come in and magically poof. No, that's not how he does things. He teaches mm -hmm. you to see things. He gives you, he gives you every single ability to overcome the evil. He gives it to you, but do we use it? And so when we look at right now where we are, that we're, we're being dealt with all of this anger, all of this hate and all of this fear. So it's, it's, and, and all of it, uh, and a lot of it is also an orphan spirit. That's where the Lord's really been kind of showing me. And so because you're such a good apostle, and I truly believe that apostles are the fathers, 
and the mothers who are here to love and to encourage and help the children to grow up so that they can go out and do what they need to do. So my question to you, Apostle Sam, is in the midst of all of this, how do you determine, how do you discern who should be with you? Who should be in your party? Oh, it's quite simple. I mean, like Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together lest they agree? Uh, what are we agreeing upon? Righteousness. If, if our focus and our goal is, is Christ, this is what's going to help us to endure during the times. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 talks about it. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, who endured the cross, despising the shame. How was he able to do that? Because his focus was on his father. Our focus must be on Jesus right Come now. Come on. It's not that we're not out of touch or out of sync with what the world is going on because, see, the world is based in confusion. But we got to remember this. God is not the author of confusion. God is the God of peace. The confusion comes from the adversary who's trying to make you be be double-minded and in a place of delirious, not to think sound. Because when you have sober thinking, 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary. The devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He cannot devour somebody who has sober thinking. Sober thinking comes from somebody who's cast their cares of this life, their cares, their worries, their woes, their anxieties for those things cause you to sin because it makes you begin to question God and get into a place from faith to unbelief. God said, you have to have faith to please me. And when you begin to cast those cares under the Lord, you begin to see the weight lifted off of your shoulders, out of your mind. You will have the peace of God because when God said, when you give it fully to me, you will come into a place of having peace. You will have your joy and you will walk in my power. See, God just said, I don't want you to have peace and have joy. I want you to have power. See, the kingdom of God is not just in word only, but it's in power. What I'm seeing is a lot of people want to hear themselves talk, but they have no power. Nobody's being healed. Nobody's being set free. No demons are being cast out. There's no power moves that we're not seeing in, in, in the church like we should see. We should see people who came to church crippled or limp or lame. They leaving walking without wheelchairs and without canes. We should see people who had blind eyes when they walked in the door. Their eyes got open because the anointing was at work. We see who people who had a doctor's report to say this is something that's hereditary, something that's in your DNA line. However, they come into a service to where the Lord God is moving and they're healed of that very spirit of infirmity and set free and delivered. Why? Because they're now born again. See, many of our born again people are carrying around worldly baggage and we are accepting it, which is allowing the enemy to make mockery of us in our faith. And we're thinking God wants us to carry this. This infirmity is not a thorn. This infirmity must go from your body and you must be set free. God wants you free. He wants you free. Heck he yeah. Shed blood for us to be bound by no sickness or disease. We are supposed to be free. We got to we got to completely confess those scriptures. We got to believe those scriptures. We got to ask the Lord to give us understanding of his word. If you lack wisdom, ask of God. He will give you wisdom freely. That's what James 1 5 says. He wants us to have wisdom. However, many folks walking around trying to aimless, trying to figure out how God thinks or what what his mysteries are without having the assistance of the Holy Spirit. We just celebrated the day of Pentecost this past Sunday. The Holy Spirit is our confidant. 
He is our helper. He is our paraclete. He is our standby. He is the counselor. He is the one leading, guides us in everything in the life to make sure that we do everything in reverence to our Lord. Just like Paul said, we must walk our salvation out with fearing and trembling. What do I mean by that? Meaning I'm reverencing God in my day-to-day -day walk to make sure that I fear the Lord and not fear man. What can man do to me? Man can only kill this body, but we need to fear the one who can kill the body as well as the soul. Come telling you right now, he is the one who saves us. He is the one who preserves us. And I'm telling you right now, when you look at Jesus, he was the one going to tell you, okay, these are supposed to be around you. These are the ones you're supposed to separate yourself from because 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says evil companionship corrupts good manners. I, I can't hang around corrupt people if corrupt people is not listening to me to teach them something. However, I'm not going to let corrupt people to be walking with me, trying to change me and seizing me to make me change my heart towards the things of God. I'm going to make sure I protect my heart with all diligence because I know that out of it flows the issues of life. So it's, it's a matter of us selecting uh, associates should be your outer court. Your inner court should be covenant. Who are you want you call friends? because they understand the relationship with the faith because they have a, a rooted relationship in the faith with Jesus Christ and not just being rooted, connected to you. You can't be having people rooted and connected to you who are not rooted and grounded in the faith because they're going to be coming to you for all the answers. And when you find that you're the one and the only one talking and everybody else keep listening, you need to find yourself a new set of friends because you need some people in your life. According to Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, iron sharpening iron, Iron, a man shopping one's countenance. I got to have some people around me that's razor sharp in the word to teach me things that I don't know or remind me of things that I may have lost sight of to get me to stay on that crooked and narrow path. And so that's the answer to your question, Prophet is Lisa. <laughs> wow. Going. Well, I, and, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Because we are at a crossroad. Yes. And we are heading towards a cliff. Yes. And so it has to be those who cry out from the wilderness that says, go to the right, go to the right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Stay, yeah. you know, stay on this path. Make sure that it's a path of righteousness. And one of the things that a lot of people can can sometimes fail to, to see is we can get ourselves, like you were talking about fear of man, which is, so key, so yeah. key, because if we have fear of man, we can be stopped and blocked from our own thinking. Yes. Hence a lot of the stuff that's been happening because yes. we, we are being given narratives and I, I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, uh, social distance, don't social distance. Well, maybe take this, maybe don't take that. Well, maybe go that, well, maybe there were so mm -hmm. many different things and it was like, which which way do we go, you know? And so from that, we can understand that that sometimes we have to sit quietly and we have to ask yeah. the Lord. Because what happens if social media came down? What happens if we couldn't call our friends? What if you couldn't get to church? How would you sustain? How would you be able to survive? How would you be able to go forward and know that it's safe? How would you be able to understand what I should do? What, what should God, what should I do? If you do not start cultivating a relationship with him now, when you still have, things are still somewhat okay, 
But what if we have to be able, my sheep know my name and no other will they follow. Yes. We have to make sure we are hearing our shepherd, that we're yeah. not looking to man. I don't look Definitely. to man. I'll tell you that right now. I love, I love people in my tribe, but they do not. If God tells me to do something and I know that it's him, that's what I'm doing. I will I mean, not. I, that's, that's where I'm going. If he says, I want you to go down this path, that's where I'm going. Because I understand the importance of what he tells me to do. And yes. I don't ever believe it's for me. <laughs> I always yeah. know if he's sending me somewhere, it's for someone else. But Amen. I will be blessed in the process. He will always bless Amen. me in the process. But if I don't go, if I don't go, who will? Right? And it's You're right. if we look in Isaiah, Isaiah was grieved. He was grieved in his heart when they were saying, who will go? Who will go? Yes. And he got so, he was like, I'll go, send me, send me. But guess what? He didn't give a list of where he wasn't going to go. That's right. That's the, that's the one thing about the unknown that you don't know where actually the Lord is uh, going to take you. Because remember, it is him who's ordering your steps. It's, it's not right. me to know everything. Nope. You know, I think sometimes we think we got to know everything. No, that's, that's God's responsibility. And we depend upon him ordering our steps and knowing that he's not going to lead us into a ditch. It's people that are blind and don't know him that will lead you into a ditch. And so it takes us to really uh, to rely totally upon him each and every day in everything that we do. Um, mm. Something you were saying just a few minutes ago that the Lord just brought back to my mind, my memory. Is that um, we have to understand and know that the gospel has not changed. Nope. It hasn't changed. I mean, it's still the same gospel. And the only way you're going to know it is you're going to study it out. If you don't study it out to show yourself approved, you won't be able to rightly divide the word of truth. You'll become ashamed of it because you don't know it. It's, it's because you don't have the understanding. Leaning on your own understanding is what always puts you in a jam. Talk. However, getting understanding, all that getting, getting understanding, like Proverbs 4, 7 says, it is God giving you his insight from on high to help you to walk in his precepts. We got to remember his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. For even as the heavens are higher, that's how he thinks. And he's expecting us to think this way in Christ. And we have a, a counselor, a teacher who is the Holy Spirit, who is to teach us all things. And so that little small tug that some of you are feeling in your heart that, that you're trying to figure out, well, should I go to the left or should I go to the right? Listen to him, that tug is the Holy Spirit trying to tell you the exact path he wants you on. But you got too many people, like you were saying earlier, you got too many people that you, you got influence in your life. You wasn't willing to give influence to people, uh, prophetess uh, Lisa. You was willing to make sure that your influence stay of the Lord. And that's where we fall short in the faith is we give more influence to our mama to our daddy, to our brothers, sisters, cousins, our best friends, our BFFFF, whatever that means. <laughs> best, 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 best friend forever, ever, 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 whatever they want to call it. We get more influence to them than as to the Lord. But Jesus showed us that when they summoned him to come outside the temple, say your mom and your brother out there, he said, who is my mother and my brother? Except those willing to sit and listen to what I have to say. See, we got to stop allowing people to move us out of the position where God told us to stand firm and stop following after every beck and call of somebody calling you to do something. You're nobody's God. 
God is God. You got to stop being everybody's God. You got to begin to make them say, look, I'm not your source. God is your source. I'm only a resource. But when people are beginning to look at you and come to you for each and everything, that's when you get yourself jammed up to where you're now like, Lord, I just want to throw in the towel and quit because this is too hard for me to care. I wasn't expecting to do all this. Yeah, because you're doing it in your own strength and relying upon your own understanding, trying to be everybody else's savior. I learned long years ago in the, in the pastorate. I've been pastoring now for 10 years ago. I'm going to say about year number two in pastoring. I heard the Lord clearly tell me this. He says, son, do not let them make you a God. And I said, Lord, what do you mean by that? He said, because the power that I placed on you, it's going to produce results. And they're going to see the words that you say are not falling to the ground. Mm -hmm. It's going to accomplish what I said because you're saying what I say. He said, but don't let them make you a God. In other words, coming to you for everything, every little thing. He said, you teach them my word so that they can get in prayer and begin to get on their face to begin to know me. You're just my teacher. He said, don't mm. make don't make you out of a God. He said, because that's when you begin to start thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to think because the results are working, the power is working, and you don't want the anointing to stop. And I've seen some, some preachers to where they're still preaching and don't even realize they've been fired by God because the anointing has been removed. And mm. so now you've got to go through all of these, these performances to get the people to believe that you still have it. However, if the people around you are still vexed and in bondage, there's something that you lackest. Thou lackest the anointing is what you lack. Come on. And so I'm telling you, uh, we, we got to make sure that we stay in a place that we are constantly in communion with God. We got to commune with him day by day. There's not a day that doesn't go by that I'm talking to him more than one time in prayer. Some of us get up, start our day, pray, and we don't talk to God until it's time to go to bed. And then when we get ready to go to bed, we talk to him and we fall asleep on him because we don't sit to listen for him to respond back to us. I'm telling you, we got to get to a place to where we know his voice and the voice of a stranger we're not we're not following. We're following the Lord Jesus Christ. He ain't, he ain't done nothing wrong yet and ain't going to do nothing wrong because there's no no malice of sin or living inside of his heart. It's all love. And our faith work it by love. It's the only reason why some of you on here are dealing with tormenting spirits. It's because you're operating in a place of fear. But however, when you get into a place of perfect love, Perfect love cast out all fear, for fear has torment. That perfect love comes from Jesus Christ. How do we get this perfect love? By believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, by following his commandments. As we follow his commandments, we show him that we love him, but we know that he first loved us. That's why he referred to us as beloved. Every last one of you on here tonight that's going to that's viewing live and those that's going to come in after the, the, the I call them the come to seas that's going to come afterwards I just go off so that their name won't pop up on the on the timeline all you who come in and see this know that you are beloved that's why he mm -hmm. called you beloved because he first loved you and I'm telling you that nobody can love you greater than God can love you oh come on that's so good okay so there there's there's a couple of, of tidbits I want to add to that so of course we we have come into a situation where you know especially being at home you know People, there are a lot of, they're shaken. 
There's a whole lot of shaking going on. <laughs> and one of the places that we are being shaken is we're being shaken in what we believe. Do we believe that God is really going to defend us? Do we believe that God is going to provide for us? Do we believe that he is going to heal us? What do we really believe? This is where the rubber's hitting the road. And yeah. that's where we are. And he's dealing with this stuff right now because he says it is time to go higher. I kept hearing it. I kept hearing it. I kept hearing it. it is time to go higher because if we're always looking at things from our perspective, we're missing a whole view. We don't see everything. When you are on ground level, you don't see everything. You know, why yeah. do snipers go up? They go up because they have a better view. They can yes. see their target. So guess yes. what? The enemy is not shooting from the floor. Sorry. He is shooting from a higher level. He sees yeah. what's coming. He's been watching you. He's been watching yeah. you because he knows that if you are around the right people, he knows if you have the right influence, that you are going to become a threat. But he who is with you is more powerful than he who is in the world. And those That's who right. are for you are bigger than those who are against you. There is a, yeah. a whole army that God has surrounded around his people. But we tend to just not see them. We're walking around like where where is God? Well, you know, turn around. <laughs> do you do you right. not see him? Do you not hear him in the in the message that you just got from your pastor or from the text that you got from your friend? Do you not hear him? He uses donkeys, guys. He can use a donkey. He can use me. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's right. He can use He's anything. Right. That's right. And exactly so, right. so, you know, we're, we're at this, we're at this crossroad where who do you believe you are? This is all about identity, folks. This is all about identity, that everything is about identity right now. Because yeah. if you look at the, if you look at what happened with the, with the, uh, with the virus, do we believe that God's going to heal me? Do I believe that? Do I believe that or do I stay in fear? If we look at what's going on right now, which was such an injustice, but do I, do I believe that God's not going to provide for me that I have to use, um, that I have to use violence to get what I want or that I have to go in and I have to steal things because I can't get it myself. And that's where God's been really having me right now. He has me in this place and I'm not condemning. I am not condemning those people because they just don't know. They just don't know. They, they don't know who they are. They don't know who their daddy is. So we're coming yeah. to an identity crisis right now where we can say, you know, there's a, I keep wanting to do a t-shirt says, who's your daddy? <laughs> who's your daddy? Okay. Because if you look and you start to tell me who your daddy is, I'll tell you who you are. That's right. Because a son knows his father, a daughter knows her daddy. I'm just saying. So we're coming at this place that as the sons, it says in Romans 8, it says that, that all of earth is groaning, that there is a pain that is happening in the earth for the sons and daughters of God to arise. That's where I yeah. think we're coming to. And I really believe it's so imperative. Like you said, um, Sam, who you was, who do you put yourself with? You start hanging out with dogs, man. You're getting fleas. That's right. 
especially if you've been having some problems right now, if you're hanging, I'm going to go hang out with those people because they're fun and they're doing this, but they're not, they're not living a godly life. And I'm not saying that God can't use you to help them, but if there are more of them than there are of you, you need to be hanging with different people, especially if you're in a vulnerable situation, because unless you know who you are, you can't go and co-mingle. That's right. You got to stop hanging around the buzzards. Buzzards hang around dead things. You're oh, eagle. come on. Eagles don't hang around dead things. They soar high above storms. They back the face, they face the storm. Buzzards going to hide somewhere because they ate too many dead things. The <laughs> word of God is living water. It's 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 the bread of life. We don't we don't we don't deal with dead things unless we're going to resurrect it back with the word of life which is the word of God, which is active, which is sharper than any two-edged sword. That's what we have to speak. That's what we have to live. We have to become living epistles of God's word. We have to be the walking Bible. I'm not saying you got to be always quoting scripture, but people should see the Bible within your actions on how you treat the believer and how you treat the non-believer. They should see consistently the same because that's, that's right. what love does. Get that, out of and, your feelings. And that's the other thing too. We got to understand we need to do a love walk right? Like yes. our marching orders should be completely, we should be marching in love. That's so, right. so regardless, regardless of how somebody believes right now, regardless of what someone is doing right now, we, and it's hard, trust me. Hello. I, I, yeah. I'm just, I'm just being real. I'm just being real that it's hard to sometimes listen to the narrative that's being, that's being um, said. To not have yeah. let that affect you. But when you come in and go higher and you say to the Lord, Lord, why are they doing that? And he says, because they don't know who they are. They, they've yes. never had nice things like that. That they think that this is a way for them to get what they've always wanted instead of waiting for me to give them the desires of their heart. That they think that they have to steal because they, they don't understand that they have a papa who has more than that for them. That he, I can give them an abundant life because that stuff, that's gonna just fade. The, the clothes are gonna become outdated. The electronics are gonna stop working. But what I can give them is so much more. When you can see the people who are hurting and you can see those who are, are walking with integrity and trying to be heard, God is saying, I hear you. I thought yes. I was talking to um, to my spiritual mom, Mama Karen, and and she was like, I just feel like saying, I hear you because there's such a heart cry right now. And God yeah. is saying, I hear you. And so yeah. as you put yourself with people who will love on you and you could be real with, then you can sit there and you can unpack the, these emotions because I really believe that there are so many emotions our entire world has been traumatized. We have had trauma after trauma after trauma within the last three months. And so we are dealing and trying to deal with these wounds and these hurts and these and these belief systems and, and all of this stuff that's bombarding us. But God is still saying, come higher. Let me show you my perspective. Let me show you what I believe. Let me show you in the word of God. Let me give you a heart filled with love so that you can start to love this very, very broken world. That's right. 
You're right. It's time for us to come higher so we can see things from God's perspective. And, and, and like you said, but all creation is waiting for the sons of God. That's Romans yeah. 8 to, mm-hmm. to, to, uh, to manifest. Uh, in that same chapter, he talks about being led by the spirit of God. That's what's going to take us following him, not him following us. We need for God to be who he is, not for God to be who we are. And we have to remember that. We have to really remember that we need for him to be who he is. And so we have to follow his ways so that we can begin to see things from a vantage point in the spirit on how the enemy steps up, set up to be encamped around us. That's why Elisha was 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 calm and cool and collective while Gehazi was freaking out like, man, do you not see this army surrounding us? And he had to pray for his servant's eyes to be open. Some of our eyes need to be open tonight. Come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that all those who are here tonight, that you open their eyes to spiritual things, to see things while you see them, so they can begin to call it what it is, so that they will not be ignorant of Satan devices, strategies, schemes, and neither would they be in a place to where they allow his subtleness to overtake them. They'll be on guard, watching as they submit their lives to you. Then they're able to resist him and watch him flee versus as them running all the time. No more running, no more running, no more running in Jesus' name. Come on, come on. Okay, can we can we also pray to open up their ears? Yes, Father, the we <laughs> that their ears will be inclined to hear what you say, hearing what the Spirit of the Lord say. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Father, I pray that they will no longer have deaf ears. I pray Come that on. you will up their ears right now and open up their hearts to get into a place to receive this engrafted word so they can bring forth an enlightenment unto their mind. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that there you're aligning them up right now as I decree this over these airways, that the blind eyes will be opened, that the scales will be removed off their eyes, that their ears will be unstopped, to hear the, the leading of the Holy Spirit as that small, still voice that you've always spoken by, that they will be able to yield themselves to you, Lord. And Father, as you order their steps, don't allow their hearts to be pure before you, Lord. Prune anything out of their heart that is not right. Cut it away so that the newness of a new heart can begin seen in their lives and that they can begin to see the transformation as you do the inward work on the inside. Even though it may look like on the outside, the outward man is perishing. However, the inward man is renewed day by day by your word. And I thank you, Lord God, that everything that was spoken on this broadcast, which is the word of God, will wash them, Lord God, wash them and make them completely whole in your sight, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, as I plead the blood of Jesus over everyone right now to cover us and keep us from any backlash or retaliation of the enemy, for he will not destroy anybody that is viewing this broadcast. They will live and they shall not die. As I declare and decree that long life that is satisfying unto them as you bless them in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I do have one more uh, prayer. Um, I want you to, as a father, to call the prodigals. Okay. Call those broken who need to, to come home. Amen. And to it's find a, a father. It's amazing you mentioned that, that particular thing because um, um, I, had a, I have a, a natural situation like that with my natural father. Okay. Uh, 
when I left, you know, he left me at such a young age to where I didn't have him in my life to where it affected me until the Lord began to heal me to show me that he was my father when my natural father was absentee. And so the absentee father, some of us have left our, our father's house because there was something that looks like it was far more appealing. It's the same tactic that was more pleasing to the eyes that made sense to your senses that it looked like it was going to be more benefit for you to walk away, not realize you was walking away from your place of provision, protection, and your inheritance. However, your inheritance did not run out as long as you're still alive and well on this earth. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all the prodigals that you return their hearts. Lord God, that you would turn their heart, that you would begin to get inside of their minds to root up out things that causes them to get into a place of offense or to cause them to get into a place of unforgiveness against their father, against your house. Father, whether it be somebody that calls church hurt, whatever that means. Father, I just pray that you begin to root that out of their minds and out of their hearts to cause them to come into a place to repent. For Lord, it is you who is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So Father, I just pray that they return to the house, Lord God, not just your house, Lord God, but return to their parents, Lord God, that they walked away from, that they haven't talked to their parents in years. Restore the relationship. Bring forth reconciliation right now in their lives in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Father, I bind that unworthiness, that heaviness that's been weighing on them, and I loose the shalom of God over their lives right now that you'll give them an immediate reprieve in their spirit and in their body to let them know that they can come back to you, Lord God, that they can come back to their family. Bring forth complete reconciliation between sibling and rivalry. I rebuke yes. and I find that, that, that pain and able situation. I thank you, Lord God, for preserving life that it didn't succeed it again. We learned from that, Lord God, to where we got to stop not just naturally killing our, our, our siblings, but speaking words of death against our siblings because they're sibling robbery. I rebuke and I bind it right now in the name of Jesus. And I lose unity, unity, wholeness, unity in the faith that we will walk alongside and walk together in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Oof. And I praise and I thank you for answering this prayer. For it is your will that I prayed, and that's the confidence you've given me to listen to your voice to follow you. And I thank you for bringing it to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Oof. Oh, I don't know if you're getting it, but I'm getting totally hit. This is so on Papa's heart right now. It is so yes, on Papa's is. heart because he... As he hears our heart cries. He hears when we're crying in bed. He hears the life that we want. He hears the the um, the way that that people have felt like that they got dealt a bad hand. That they that they should have that they should have gotten more. That they um, that they didn't deserve what they got. You know, and there, there, there are also these um, places of shame yes. because they haven't measured up, or at least yes. in their head. But but God says, no, you are you are perfect. You are perfect, and the more yeah. they come to Him, it, it it if you look, if you see yourself as a child who's been playing in the mud, okay. Yeah. 
if if you're afraid of the water, what does a what will God do? How is he going to clean you up? He's going to pick you up and throw you into the water. No, he's going to go get a washcloth and he's going to slowly, he's going to wet it and he's going to slowly start to pull the dirt off so that you can see again. He's going to take it around your mouth and say, look how nice, doesn't that feel good? Doesn't that feel good? Then he's going to say, let's wash your hands. We're going to wash your hands. Then we're going to say, okay, let's, now we're going to wash your feet. So now that half of you is kind of clean, now he's going to say, okay, now that you trust me, can we, can I take you and, and take you deeper? Because I believe that there are so many people who will just let God wash their hands, wash their feet, and wash their um, face. But the rest of them that's covered in clothing is still not getting cleaned. And I just really want to encourage you to just let him clean you. And I'm, this is not condemnation. Please hear my heart. This is about let him take off the things that have been stopping and blocking you. Remove those soil clothing so he can put the robe of righteousness that he has embroidered with your name on it. Yes. It's, yes. it's there. He's just saying, but I can't put it on you until yes. you let me put it on you. But look, yes. look, it has your name on it. It has your name on it. So I just really want to encourage those who are listening to just understand that he is for you. God has never been against you, ever. He's never been against you. So all those things and those thoughts, those are never from him. That's that right. condemnation, that judgment, that is never from him. Because sometimes we make choices out of our wounding. It's not yes. our fault because it's the only way we know. But he still says, I have a better way. So just give him that opportunity to go and spend time with him. I, and I, yeah. I just feel this more, especially for the women, especially for the women. Let him take you and clean you up because he yeah. wants to put a crown on top of your head. You are his princess. You are his princess. And yes. he has a crown. He has a crown for you and a dress for you. And, it, and nobody else can take it. Nobody. And it fits you perfect. It fits you to a T. Yes. So I I just want to release just that, that shame. I just break off that shame. That yes. that is not coming from the father. That he yes. he's not ashamed of you. But he yes. loves you. He yes. loves you more than you will ever, ever know. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Father, we just thank you right now for removing the shame, removing the blame. Yes. And setting their hearts and their minds free. Yes. Father, I just thank you for removing that burden off their shoulders. Moving a troubled heart, giving them a new heart, mending them and making them whole and complete in mm -hmm. your sight. Father, I thank you also most of all that you're, you're bringing them off the ground, Lord God. You yes. have dusted them off. You have cleansed them according to your word and the blood washes all the sins away that there be no more record of it, Lord God. I just thank you for for being faithful and awesome and loving God, because that's who you've been since the beginning of time. And yet there've been many who misinterpret your love. However, your love has never been misinterpreted in Christ. 
Christ was the epitome, the example that we all gleaned to strive to, to walk in and, and be. And so, Father, we just thank you for sending Christ into this earth to save us. Because without him, we will all be lost and in a place of despair. However, we have joy. However, we have love. We receive by faith from you. It is you who makes us complete. And I thank you, Lord God, for the daughters right now that they'll no longer feel lonely. Yes. They will no longer feel like they're unworthy. They'll no longer feel like they missed. I hear you, Lord. They don't feel like they missed their season. Father, I just thank you for renewing and redeeming the times for them to know that it is you who is with them and it is you who is the blessing of them. And so I bless your daughters, Lord. I bless your daughters, those who suffer from abuse. I thank you for healing and making whole their heart. I thank you, Lord God, for those who feel like they're they're in, in the wrong place at the wrong time. I thank you, Lord God, for showing them the pathway to lead them to a place to where they can recover all or be closer to you. It is now time for them to be closer to you. And you've been crying out, speaking ever so clearly to the voices of your messengers. And Lord, I just thank you for opening up their ears to hear this message on the night. I thank you as you bless them, Lord God, as you bringing them into a place of completely restoration in you, that they will continuously look to you and keep their confidence in you and not transfer their trust into man. I just praise you and thank you, Lord God, that it is our duty to trust you in all things. But it is your will, Lord, for us to operate in victory, which has already been established in Christ Jesus. It's not in the end that we win. It is now that we win because Christ had already overcome the world. This is our, this is the victory. This is the testimony of our faith as I praise and I thank you, Lord God, for all those who hear this prayer and receive it by faith. Say amen. 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 Woo. Okay. Amen. Now I feel, okay. <laughs> now amen. I'm like, now I'm amen. like, Okay, now we can now we can kind of wrap it up. <laughs> but I felt I felt that that pull. I felt that pull for women. I just really there have been so many women who've just really been dealing with um, with stuff, and God hears. He hears, Amen. and He yes, dealt with God. it, and He dealt Amen. with it. This yes. was super fun. So okay, Sam. So I did not. I was really. I forgot to to get your website. I forgot to do that. So what is your website if people are trying to get in touch with you? Well, of course, you get in touch with me on Facebook, Sam Wagner. Um, it doesn't have any titles on it, Sam Wagner. Or you can go to New Foundation Church, Charlotte. You can get with me on Instagram at NFCCLT, Charlotte on Instagram. Or you can go to our church webpage, which is www.NewFoundationChurch.com. Uh, .com. Uh, you can contact me through there. I'm actually on um, what's the other platforms? I didn't lost sight of the platforms. Uh, you can email me at sam.wagner at ymail.com. That's my personal email, by the way, which I'm releasing it tonight. If you really need for me to reach me, you can definitely reach me at sam.wagner at ymail.com and I'll respond back to you. Okay. Because sometimes it's hard for me to respond back to Facebook Messenger. Even though I got a messenger, it can become very demanding sometimes where I can see numerous messages a day. And I try to respond back to everybody when I can. But, you know, considering with this building project that we're doing now with our church, um, 
is really taking a lot of my time. So why don't we just talk a little bit about your the new church that you are starting? Well, it's not starting, but you've just moved into a new new location. Yeah, it just blows me away, Prophetess Lisa, what God is doing because I mean, all of this happened in the midst of the shutdown. I mean, uh-huh. uh, the 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 changes in the course having services took place back in March here in North Carolina, and the Lord at that same month told me that you need to go to two services. And I'm like, what? Two services? I said, Lord, I'm doing the 10 o'clock. He said, no, you need to do an eight o'clock service on Sundays. He said, because I'm preparing something. Well, the next month, April, we found a new location, a new 10,000 square foot facility. um, That's not even a mile from our old location that we've outgrown. But it's just amazing on God building up this place. I mean, I'm going to share some pictures next week. Uh, possibly some videos, the before and the after look. Come on. on what the Lord has actually done. And I'm talking about in le- in a month's time on what is taking place. I mean, everything has been really progressively, but it's been running smoothly. We had a couple setbacks, but the Lord said it's still on his timing because he does not want us cutting corners. And so uh, we're looking to have our very first service June the 21st, uh, the eight o'clock service and the 10 o'clock a.m. service. Of course, we got all of the new safety precautions set in place, such as uh, body uh, 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 thermometers to check the temperature of people. We're going to have masks. We're going to have hand sanitizer for all the our members as well as the visitors that are going to come so everybody can feel comfortable to be able to hear the word of the Lord or what the Lord mm-hmm. is going to be doing on that particular day. So I'm excited. Really excited. You should be excited. So, I mean, and when does your, uh, when does Marching Orders debut? Marching Orders actually... The very first show views on the Now Network, which you can view it on nownetwork.org. Um, it's on June the, the, the 12th, which is next Friday. Um, it would have been this Friday, but, you know, some network difficulty situations that will be definitely aired June 12th at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Marching orders. And I'm telling you. I'm going to go ahead on and release to you what the first show is all about. It's about okay. understanding, the importance okay. of understanding. And so um, it'll be aired 5 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Now Network on June the 12th. And what was uh, the Now Network? Uh, it was now.com? It's actually nownetwork.com. Nownetwork.com. I'm okay. sorry, not .com, it's .org. Oh, there we go. Let me make sure I'm right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Nownetwork.org. There you go. You that's, sure it. that's it. That's it. Marching orders. Because let me yeah. tell you something. You you are going to whip a lot of people into shape. I'm just saying. Sure. You it's are time. Gonna, it is time. It is time. And I really believe that... Um, that the next move of God is just around the corner. Like we are, we are just on the brink of that shift where we're going to come out of all of this because it was during, it's during difficult times. If you look at what revival is, it's during those difficult times that right after it, that's when revival breaks because people are on their faces and they're praying. Yes. In the difficult times is when we're seeking the Lord's face. 
That's yes. when we're seeking him the most. That's where we're crying out to him the most. And that's when he responds. Isn't that crazy that it takes some kind of a, um, some kind of a conflict or a difficulty in our life to bring us closer to God where he's yeah. like, I've always been there. And if you ask, I will come. It doesn't take a crisis to make yes. me come. That's but, right. But so many people are like, well, you know, I don't want to bother him. <laughs> and God's like, I want to be bothered. Please bother me because I want yeah. to be a part of your life. God is looking yeah. for friends. That's right. That's Amen. what he's looking for. And it's so, actually the nownetwork.org. Is that a noun network? It's D, the T H E. Okay, the now network. I'm going to fix that right now. The now network. Right? Uh, Carol McCormick, uh, you're more than welcome. Glory to God. You're a faithful woman of God, Carol McCormick. Come on. I want to get a little closer to you. Uh, you want to know the deeper things of God, and you've been trying to get it from some, some insight from some people that's really been misleading you because they wanted you to submit to them. God said your heart has been stamped with his approval. The Lord said, seek him early in the morning. Uh, get on your face before the sun rise and just seek him in worship. Seek him in worship. He said he's going to draw nigh to you as you draw nigh to him. For he wants to reveal some things to you, the uh, people around you, to make you aware of who's trying to take you down a path. You don't have time to waste, Carol. There's some things that the Lord is bringing to the surface in this hour that he wants you to know so that you won't be walking in the dark about it anymore. But he's going to make it very, very clear to you, uh, Carol. The Lord told me to share that with you before, before we get off here. That is awesome. And let me just tell you, so spot on. So okay. spot on. Praise Car the Lord. Carol is a very good friend of mine. And is that right? Okay. So, okay. so spot on. So yeah, spot on. So spot on. Praise and I'm so glad that you said that because I've been kind of saying that. But it's there, what she carries is so beautiful. And it's, yes. and it's, it's her offering to, to Jesus has been so, so beautiful. And she has gone through very, very difficult um, seasons, but she has well, never, go ahead. Even though those difficult, I want to say that, even though she went through those difficult seasons, it was designed to try to destroy you. However, the Lord was using it to develop you. To develop you because see a lot of us want to go to the platform without any experience and and and, and anything if anybody know anything about photography photography was developing darkness so your darkest hours really when god really begins to develop you it may seem like he's quiet it may seem like he's absent remember his word he would never leave you nor forsake you he was developing you while you was going through the testing for the test or was quiet he was allowing the enemy to make you think god abandoned you however he told the enemy you couldn't be killed mm -hmm. so he preserved your life but he developed you in the walk in the weight of the anointing and that's what he did for you carol um you, you got a, a covenant friend with here with Lisa. Prophetess Lisa is somebody that's going to sharpen you and carry you along in the faith. We're going, it's going, he, she's going to sharpen you, but however, she's going to push you where you need to be pushed. She, she's, she's held your hand in such time when it needs to be held, but there's time that has to be pushed to where she can't hold your hand. You got to really trust in the Lord in this hour because your, your gift is needed. It's needed to bring exhortation to the Lord, but to show other people, look what the Lord has done in my life. Mm -hmm. the, the, the Lord said the, the familiarity 
is what's getting ready to die in this season for they're going to begin to see the inward work of what he's done on the inside of you outwardly the way they'll know that it was all God who did this. And this is what's getting ready to happen in your life this month. They're going to see it. You're going you're gonna to get the respect and the honor that is due unto you. Don't allow, I don't care what office anybody holds, hear me clearly. I don't care what who they are or who they think they are or who they think they are to the Lord. They can't diminish what the Lord has placed in you. God has already affirmed you. You are his daughter. You will walk in his statutes, in his precepts. You have done this, but you've had some what I call elitists who think that your words didn't mean anything. Your words mean to the mean something to the Father because He said the words you spoke was His words, and they were not vain words; they were words of power. And just know that everything you've done, Carol, is not in vain. So rid yourself of that thing, and that's a lie from Satan. Nothing you've done was in vain; it was all done on purpose for the Lord, for where the Lord is taking you. Do. Boy, that was so good. I I have I have so much to woo, yes, yes, because it's time. So many people are still being stifled and shut, and it's time to remove, I hate to say it, but remove the masks because yeah. there are so many people who are supposed to be released in this hour. There are so many voices. Keep hearing, release the voices, release the voices, release the voices. Yeah. It's so important because when the walls of Jericho came down, it's when everybody marched. It's when everybody shouted. It, it took yeah. everybody to do it. Even the, yeah. the children were, were used in it. Everybody. Because yes. our voices matter. We have a sound that needs to be heard. Everybody. Everybody. So, oh, that was so good. That was so good. Oh, what a great way to end the show. That was so good. Thank yeah. you so much. That was, oh, you're oh I'm so excited because she is Thank just such a sweetheart. Absolutely. Heck, you can come on my show anytime you want, Apostle Sam Wagner. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, and, and the oh, thing is, I try, if you guys get a chance, catch his lives. Catch yeah. his lives. You really need to start taking them and you need to start a YouTube channel. Amen. I'm I'm working on that now. It's so easy. I can help you through it. It's so okay. if I can do it, anybody can do it. Trust me. But we <laughs> seriously, because the the teachings, the anointing, the um the passion, the direction, and but mostly because you understand what it takes to receive instruction. Yes. When you give instruction, you know how to give it. So that people will receive it because yeah. you, you can't say it. You have to say it like you're in the military. You have to say it like you are in the forces because That's we are. We Things are becoming like, come on now. Things are becoming like real. We don't yes. have time to sit and play patty cake anymore. It is yes. time to, to war up. It is time to get our full armor on. And, and, it, and it's time to hear what we're supposed to do because everybody Amen. has a job. Everybody in this army has a job to do, right? Amen. That's right. Everybody. You That's know, right. There, there is no unimportant job in the military, is there? Even no, it's not. We all one unit. We work together. That's right. You know, whether if it's supply, whether if it's infantry, whether if it's uh aircraft operations, 
it, everybody works together as one unit to accomplish the mission statement. Come on. And our mission statement is to go ye throughout the world Come and on. preach the gospel to every living creature. We have to do that. That's what we have to do. I love that. I got we got our marching orders, folks. Yes. We got our marching orders for tonight. So yeah. thank you so much. If you guys are interested, you can catch Sam Wagner on marching orders, which is going to be on the now network. Org. You can also find him on Facebook. You can reach out to him. You can also, I have to find, let me see if I can Here's find uh, where is, I'm looking for you, somebody, I think it was your wife who put up. She probably um, did. I saw my baby on here. Earlier. I did. I did. I saw her. I'm like, look how cute she is. Oh, I want to meet her. Yep. 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 There it is. See, your wife got you. She got your back. There it is. You can go to sam.wagner at ymail.com yes. so you guys can send him messages. Tell him how this broadcast has blessed you, has inspired you, has encouraged you, and has had you move in a new direction. Because I truly believe that, that when you get your marching orders, you will understand your mission, right? Amen. Amen to that. This was awesome. Thank you guys so much. For, for spending time with us today on Touch by Prayer. I hope this has blessed you. Please, please, please share the broadcast if it has. You can also go and see previous shows. You can go to my YouTube channel, which is Touch by Prayer TV. Please follow me on Periscope at Touch by Prayer. You can also find me on Twitter at Touch by Prayer. You can also find me on Instagram at Touch by Prayer. I try to keep things very easy. <laughs> Everything's at Touch by Prayer. And, uh, and thank you guys for for tuning in i hope this has blessed you thank you so much this has been such an incredible show we are looking forward to seeing what god is going to do because i believe that the best is yet to come so yes. thank you guys so much and don't forget to